note for the audio. This is to be edited out. It's fine. I'll just clean my desk off. Everything's fine. It's fine. Everything's going to be okay. Hey guys, my name is Juan. And I'm Melissa. And this is the College Experience. Well, today we're here to talk about one of our favorite topics, stress. So I asked Juan before we started, because we always try to prep, no matter what it sounds like we're doing when we talk to each other, what the ultimate goal is today. And he said, what's what's the ultimate goal of this podcast today? Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. So before we even start talking about stress, if you stop, which please don't, but if you stop at like minute one and a half, that's the lesson to learn for today, right? Everything's going to be okay, right? This time shall pass. It will. So I'm going to ask... One, as our resident college student on this podcast, what are you stressed about right now? Let's just open it up with that. As the resident college student, I love that title. Um, at the moment, I got a couple papers coming up. You know, finals are coming up. Break is coming up and I'm flying back home. And flying is always stress inducing, um, a little bit of anxiety. It's always a little bit of stress inducing seeing family. Mm. Um and in the long term, more long term, I'm, I'm graduating this spring. So what's happening after that? There's a lot of things going on that are like stressing me right now. So the minute we say stress, it's easy to find things to be stressed about. Yeah. And stress tends to add to itself, right? Like you have one thing that stresses you out and then you're like, yeah, and another thing. And this is also happening, which wasn't in your mind until you started thinking about. It snowballs. Like it just, it keeps going. I saw it actually happen right here in front of me when I asked you that question you just kind of like like all these things kind of popped up one thing after another and the good thing the interesting thing is not all of it is bad stress right I mean a lot of it is stress that you have to deal with because it's school and we all know that's coming the papers the tests finals but like you said the holiday stress some of that is good there's a lot of good wrapped in it but it is still stressful, right, to travel, to see family, to have to coordinate all those details. And even graduation stress, it's exciting, but the unknown is very stressful. It's really exciting. I mean, it's, it's, it's the culmination of the last four years, and it's something that every student works very hard to get there and very stress-inducing and, like, a lot of anxiety behind it because, again, we've been working for four years to get this and to, like, walk across that stage then what well and i think it's important to remember that you can feel excited and stressed at the same time right you don't have to choose things can be both not necessarily one or the other right you're allowed to feel happy and stressed you're allowed to feel excited and stressed or whatever the combination may be but stress is unfortunately a very common regular part of life in general but definitely the college experience itself is full of stress. I would say stress is one of the main things that I talk to students about, right? Everything that we talk about from advising to what you want to do for a job to how you manage your class load has to do with stress. There's an element of stress wrapped up in all of that, right? And I think, again, before we move on, it's important to acknowledge that there are stressors that we are responsible for and stressors that we are not, right? There's a lot of things that happen to us or in our lives that we don't really have a whole lot of control over changing or fixing um, that do create stress. And then there are a lot of things, particularly as it relates to college, that we do have some say in, right? That we have some ability to change. And 
So I think for the bulk of what we're going to talk about, it's going to be those kind of things. What we're going to discuss the stressors and how to manage the stressors that we have some control over, right? So based on the things that you said to stress about, let's talk about the papers. Because this is, he just started laughing and looked away, no for the audio. Um, what is one thing that you do to manage that stress as far as it relates to your classes? What's the thing that you know helps? Okay, just for the record, I do not handle um, these well, at least not all the time. So what we did discuss the fact that we try really hard not to be experts because we're not experts on anything in particular, but the idea of being, we're not experts on how to, how stress works or what it does to your body, but we are experts on stress we're for experts ourselves, on being stressed. <laughs> right. Of being stressed out. So we're experts on stress as it relates to us. Right. So all of the things that we're going to share are things that we do or things that we know work and definitely not an exhaustive list of everything you can try. Right. So at least for me, whenever I'm like in the heat of battle, like just (laughs) like just writing those papers away, sitting in a corner of the library, um, it's always important to take a minute to myself. Like I set up so I'm working for like 30 or 40 minutes and then I have a 20 minute break in between those because I don't want to get fried. Okay. So I, I work for 40 minutes to an hour and then I pick up my phone for like. 20 minutes, 25 minutes, and those also snowball. So you got to be careful with that too. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's really important to take those moments where I can breathe mm-hmm. and like just sit back and think about anything else but what I'm writing about. Bring a snack, a drink, go to Starbucks, hang out with someone or like have someone there while I'm writing my paper just so I can bounce ideas or just have a, a nice conversation that doesn't have anything to do with um, whatever is stressing me out at the moment. So for me, at least as we get near to final season, that's that's the biggest thing that I do. Like, So working hard and taking breaks, kind of doing both of those things. You can take breaks if you're working hard, right? Those yeah. two things kind of work together. Okay. Um, one of the first things I always tell people is, and it's probably the nerdiest thing you could probably tell somebody, so I'll say it, so being the resident nerd around here, I'll definitely say it, is that making a plan for yourself is one of the most crucial things you can do to manage your stress because seeing everything listed on paper, although it can make you more stressed initially, puts it all into something tangible. It puts it all in a space that you can see it. So making a plan, whether that's what you're going to get done today or what needs to get done in the next weeks or however long you have, but making a plan and then doing something about it Pretty much immediately if you can. Don't make a plan and then put it away, but make a plan and then do something small on that list or get started on something so that it feels valuable and useful to you um, would be one of the key things that I tell people because until you have it written down, it just exists in this snowball of anxiety in your head. I think that a plan gives it form. It gives you a way to move forward, a way to attack it, a way to like get things done, craft it cross things off your list if that's your thing sure um i'm not a list guy but i'm definitely a plan guy um and those can be two different things that that you can do but yeah and plans are subject to change because some things take longer than you think and some things take less time too right i'm the world's worst at assuming something's going to be terrible and then it's very quick and once i get excited about marking one terrible thing off my list i can keep moving right so plans are made to be adjusted 
Um, they don't have to be set in stone, and they can adjust based on your need. I think the buildup is almost almost always worse than the actual task at hand. Mm-hmm. Like just the dreading before, it's probably worse than actually doing it. I know that I feel the worst before I've even put a word down on a paper than when I'm actually writing it. Absolutely. So you mentioned rest, and I've heard you say this before, so I'm going to ask you to talk a little bit more about like resting and eating and taking care of yourself. Um, how do you do that? What is your advice on that? So my biggest thing is rest and eating are not rewards they're needs like it's something that you need to schedule in it's something that you need to be doing regularly because i've seen a lot of people that write or like work super hard and like oh when i get done like when i get this done i can go to sleep or i can i can go eat like i don't think that's a healthy relationship with rest and food um they should not be rewards for a job well done they should be things that you are doing regularly to keep yourself healthy Because, I mean, if you're not rested, you're not going to put your best work down. Mm -hmm. If you're hungry, you're not going to be able to concentrate. You're not going to be able to, like, be there those hours. And also, you're putting yourself at risk. Like, if you you don't rest, if you don't eat, you're going to make yourself sick. You're going to make yourself be unhealthy. And that's never never what we're going for. So, the way I do it, because I certainly... Um, my freshman year, my sophomore year, I used to forget to like go to dinner. I used to forget to go eat because I would get so just wrapped up on my work and the stuff that I was doing that I started scheduling. Um, I started scheduling my meals. Okay. I started being every day at this hour, I'm going to crouch. Every day at this hour, I'm going to go to the food court. And even if I'm not hungry, because sometimes I was not, I'm leaving with something because I'm going to get hungry in a minute and I, I have it at hand. Um and always, I, um, so my freshman year, I had trouble with my sleep schedule and stuff like that. So on the years coming forward, I had to be very strict with myself on being, no, by this time, we're going to be asleep. By this time, we're going to be awake. And it's really hard because, like, you kind of have to train your body to, like, go to sleep by this time or be tired by this time. And it takes time. But it's really going to set you up to success. It's going to make you feel so much better. Well, and I think it's important to look at the idea of reward because I do think that has value in managing whatever workloads you have because there are things that you can use as a reward. Do you need Starbucks? No. Do you need to eat? Yes. Right. Do you need to sleep? Yes. You don't necessarily need to go hang out with your friends instead of working. But like some of those things can be considered a reward if you get something done But like you said, it's important to make sure we're not rewarding ourselves for things that we need as people regardless. Their rewards should be above that, should be over and above the basic needs that we need to function, right? Uh, One of my next ones would be to find a hobby, find a stress outlet, find something that, as I would say, something that makes your heart happy. And I really don't care what that is. Everybody has a different version of it obviously make sure it's something that is not bad for you um but making sure you have something that allows your brain to focus in a different direction at times these can be some of the rewards that we're talking about but for some people that is scrolling through tiktok for some people it's painting or running or whatever but finding something that allows your brain to rest a little bit while rejuvenating you mentally and emotionally at the same time what is your stress hobby at work, 
again, resident nerd here, nerd alert. Um, anybody who's in the office fairly often will know that there's always a puzzle here. And I, I love to work a puzzle because I feel like I'm accomplishing something, but it's not important. So sometimes if I'm stressed or overstimulated with talking to students or doing a task that stresses me out, I'll spend five minutes at the puzzle because, number one, I get to talk to people at the same time. Usually there's something going on. I can talk to people, but it also gives me something to do with my hands. It feels like a very tangible thing to do that is not mind-numbing, but it doesn't access the same parts of my mind as some of the other stressors on my list would do. So that's my my nerdy work answer. I love a good animated movie. Mm. Like, if I'm, like, super stressed out and I have a break, I'll put on I'll put on something stupid, like Hallmark Lifetime movie or, um, or an animated movie. It doesn't have to be anything specific, like a specific, usually something where I don't have to think a lot. And then... Just chill for an hour or two and then back to work. So the next thing, the next big thing that we're going to talk about is finding your support system or finding your people, your group, somewhere that to a degree it can be an outlet for for that stress or also where you can just go to to seek support if you need help. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's I think it's a it's a recurring theme with our podcast. I think that we have mentioned it almost every episode that's not an interview we have just um said it over and over again because we really believe on the importance of it um and that group can be sss that group can be um just friends that you have or that group can be i don't know someone that you just connect with and you can have a conversation and just relax Sometimes it's needing to vent, right? Because we all have stressors and sometimes it's nice for somebody else to know it. So it's not just living in your head. Sometimes it's needing support and advice. And like you said, sometimes it's just blowing off steam and needing a little bit of time to not think about what's going on, not think about your stress. I do think it's important when you find your people to make sure they know a little bit about what's going on because I do think it's easy to not want to burden people with your problems, but your your true support people are going to care about that. Whether they need to know all the details or not, they do care. And I think adding on to that would be making sure that you're asking for help, using your support people to ask for help when you need it. Can you edit this paper for me? Can you sit with me while I'm working on this? Can you quiz me on this? Can you make sure I don't look at my phone for the next 45 minutes? Or even can you not bother me for an hour so I can work on this? I wouldn't say it quite like that. I probably have at times, but I need an hour of time to myself or whatever, making sure that your people know what you need, that you're advocating for yourself enough and asking for the help you need because people are here generally to be a community for you. The people you surround yourself with are your community. So making sure they're aware of what you need allows them to give you what you need. Right. Or one of my favorites, just a group that goes with you to cookout at like 10 p.m. to get that well-needed milkshake. You know, we love it. You need it. You need it. And I would say the last main thing that I would that I've learned and am learning and I'm not good at, but again, do as I say, not as I do, is learning to say no. Uh, as much as your support people are lovely, they also none of them really are under the same stress that you are under. Uh, it makes me think of what Lauren said last week about nobody cares about you as much as you do, and not in a negative way, but they don't know what you need to do and they don't know what stress you're under. So when they call you or text you and ask you to do something fun, they don't know they're pulling you away from something hard, right? And you're 
bent to say yes because you want to hang out with people. You're bent to say yes because you want to work or because you want to be a part of whatever it is. You don't want to miss out. But there are times where missing out is what you need to do in order to manage the stress that you have. And saying no is an important part of that experience. You're allowed to say no whether you're stressed or not. If you don't want to, you can say no. Uh, But learning to say no is definitely, that's probably one of my hardest of all of these lessons. It's the one I do the least. Nobody knows how busy you are, but you. That's correct. And that's a tough one for me as well. And it's certainly got me in in trouble and issues more than once. But it's really important. And it's something that we're both working on Mm -hmm. um, actively. But I was having this conversation um, with my partner yesterday and it's, School, I think school should always come first. Like, at the end of the day, we're here to get this degree, mm-hmm. and we're here to walk across that stage. So I think that we need to prioritize ourselves and our needs. Um, I think those always should be first, but then it's like schoolwork, homework, going to class, and stuff like that, because at the end of the day, that's that's what we're here for. And the hard truth is not everybody has that experience or that feeling, right? So it's why that last piece of speaking up for yourself, telling people what you need, saying no when you need to is so crucial because you're the only one that has the view on your life that you have. Other people see it from an outside perspective, even if they're close to you. So taking the space to be honest with yourself and with other people and laying out your boundaries, uh, what you will and won't do, what you can and can't do depending on the moment is really hard. Um, being back in school myself, it is probably one of the biggest challenges that I have is missing things that are happening or having to make conscious choices in order to make sure that other work gets done. Having to say no, having to say, can we do this later or whatever the case may be. It is one of the most challenging parts of juggling a lot of different things. All right. And with that, we're going to be closing off this episode. Um, Again, everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be okay. This too shall pass. Um, I think that sometimes we get a very final view of things because everything seems so final for some reason. And I don't know, things that I was stressed about my freshman year are things that I can't even remember. Well, and, and I think it's good to keep in perspective that you have been stressed before. And you have worked through it before. And we will be stressed again. You're going to do it again. So it's not always a matter of not being stressed as much as it is learning how to manage it when it happens and trying to keep a positive viewpoint on the fact that everything is going to be okay. At the end of the day, at the end of the semester, it's going to be fine. Everything's going to be okay. And with that, we're going to say bye. Y'all have a good one. Bye.